こんにちは、ピーチモモコです。どうぞ、マーベルカードコレクターズポッドキャスト楽しんでください。I'm going to start recording because this is gold. Let's,、um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But,、um, but no, I, I, I,、um, every time I think, oh, I need, I need new this, I need new that, someone, some mother f- on group puts a card up that I simply can't say no to. So fast forward to this morning, Andrew、um, Servi or Chervi or however you pronounce his surname, and he's told me how to pronounce his surname. And it's so disrespectful that I haven't remembered how he pronounced his surname. But given that there are so many people in the group, if I had to actually do an exam to remember most of their surnames, then it would be. It would be a bad thing. Anyway,、um, and I'd fail. You would get、too. a passing grade and I would be held back a grade.、Uh, That's yeah, how I, bad it would I, be. I don't know if it was, to be honest with you. I, I lose. I'm, I'm so intolerant with difficult names.、Um, a, an example was、um, most Irish names that are spelt.、Yeah. So、um, the name will be、uh, Keevy or something like that, but it's spelt C E O G H B M A. Do you see what I mean? It has no, no recollection whatsoever to what it's called. So, you know, people like that, I end up just calling up Steve or someone like that because I just, I just, funny. I just don't have time、oh. for it. It's、um, really bad with students. Sorry, like, I, I always have to pretend. Mm. It's bad. It's bad with students. I can't remember students. Student names are really like, I get the same thing.、Oh、like, it's、goodness. just impossible to like. Oh my goodness. God, they're so weird. Some names, and I feel bad because I feel like a hypocrite because my name's difficult. <laughs> and I'm over here, like,、oh、not being、goodness. able to. Just, you know, sound other people's names out.、Um, so I feel like an asshole, but no, I can't do it. I have to pretend or be like you or like, I mean, hey, or like come out with、seriously. a nickname because your, your full、painful. name is a, is, a, is a panty wetter in my book, my friend. Oh, it's the kind、you. of, it's the,、nice. it's the kind of, it's the kind of name that makes. That makes makes me fanny girl wavy,、um, as they say in the North.、Oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> go away, all wavy,、um, all wavy. But anyway, oh my so, god, so fast forward to this、it. morning, Andrew、yes. puts up this gorgeous Rhiannon Owens AP oversized Marvel Bronze Age black cat that she、oh, did、wow. for him like last year. So it's a new one, but she's done it on old stock. She had, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, and there's other people like hovering. <laughs> And commenting and going,、mm, would you trade? Would you trade? And I'm like, you know what? Mother f- is, I'm the OG cat collector. I'll have that. Thank you very much. Claim. <laughs> You're my man, brother. I love it. I love it. Well, I saw the post on IG and I was like, yeah,、oh, boy. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah,、shit. all these, all these pretenders, you know, stepping up to the throne. It's like, yeah, you ain't even going to get、Agreed. the plates. That's for sure. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. So, yeah. That's right.、Um, I, I've, I've had a pub lunch. So, I've had two pints. So, I'm, I'm a little bit sourced for this episode as、oh, well. So, you're,、oh, so you're toasty.、Mm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm toasty.、Uh, I've got a coffee on the go now as well, just to keep、Thoughts. the energy up. I love it. So, and as soon as I finish off this podcast, I will resume drinking. <laughs> good man. That's a good Sunday. You know what? I might, might, I might talk Emily to go get cocktails. I think you should do. You know what? We're probably going to include all this. So, they're just going to hear some stuff pre, pre, pre roll.、Um, I hope so. I'm going to show you this because it's effing gorgeous.、Um, I mean. That'll save me a job.、Um, did you see this on Instagram? 
this morning. Yes. Did you post that? Or yes. I just saw that. Yes. It's yes, beautiful. So what I'm holding it's up a variant cover. People, yeah, it's it is, a, is a variant and it's a, it's a, it's a virgin one. So it doesn't have the, um, right. My tool, the the corner box. Um, and it's amazing. Spider-Man 21 of the current run, although they're about to renumber it from number one again. There's a variant oh. cover by someone called Sujin Joe. Oh, pardon me. Um, and it's gorgeous. It's really nice. And the best part about it, it cost me less than two bucks on eBay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love that thing very much. Holy shit, that's nice. a late bid and I won it. And I, uh, it was, it's brilliant. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to, I've kind of made a decision because, you know, as I said on uh, Instagram earlier on, every year is the year of the cat for me. But I've been saying to everyone this year that this year is the year of the cat because I'm doubling down on cat. Um, Good man. And um, um, I've made a decision, and I think this is possibly foolhardy, to try and acquire every comic where Black Cat features on the cover. Man, you and Billy, everyone's like doing this. Billy mm. just told me the same thing with High Evolutionary. Mm. Well, his chase will be a lot shorter than mine, I think. Oh yeah, you're. F- well, that's going to yeah. be a hell of a chase because because just just the because uh, they the Black Cat ongoing series they they've already relaunched that so it's already had a second number one probably because with each number one they do about thirty you know I think the the first one from twenty nineteen I think the number of variants on issue one was like almost fifty of them. Wow, I've got, I've got maybe twenty. I haven't, you know, I keep seeing new ones. Holy I keep hell. And they don't just do them for the first issue. They do them for like subsequent issues. I'm not so many. They might only do three or five or something like that. But um, so, yeah, but I picked this one up. This is from 2006. Um, and this was, this is actually really weirdly difficult to find. Spider-Man Unlimited. That guy just did a surfer. Isn't that artwork? Incredible. That's beautiful. Doom, Spider-Man and uh, Black Cat. Um, and the, the artwork is, yeah, Finch is his name. Yeah. 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 David, is that, is it David Finch? Uh, sorry, it just says Finch on the cover. Let me actually open There's two it Finches. And from take what it I out of, um, take it out of the uh, thing. And Spider-Man Unlimited is, is cool because I think this was the second run of it. Uh, I think Danny, you Danny should. Finch. Danny Finch. There Danny Finch. Finch. Yeah. Danny Finch did a surfer too. I just saw it. It looks really good uh, too. And she, and, and she's, and this, and the reason I got it is because inside, recognize that? Oh, uh, yeah, that's from a card. That's been used on a card. That was uh, used on the Marvel Gems diamond card, which were wow. the first diamond cards for Marvel. So that artwork was used on that. And I have a feeling it might have been used on subsequent ones as well, but it was certainly, that was the first card it was on. That's um, beautiful. So, so yeah, so um, kind of like um, James Edel has been doing in group or Edel. Yes. Or, sorry, James, but please see the beginning of this episode for details. Um, the um, the tracking down of the art used on the cards for Black Cat is now very much in my wheelhouse, and I fully intend to actually cross-reference and, and do on my master checklist of Black Cat stuff. So my, yes. my goal for my master black cat spreadsheet is that that spreadsheet will become the foundation for an open Google data studio that I put online and it will have links to all it will, it will show the images of all the cards and you'll be able to filter it by trading cards, by stickers, by, so it will become kind of a repository. Wow. What I'm going to do is add information on there as to where the artwork came from for each card. Now, obviously some of it is original. Some of it won't be, and then I'll link out to details about the book. Wow, that's my goal. I just need to find that's a time good to goal. do it. Mm. I did that for the retro set 
and found the images on the retro set because they were they were fairly easy to find. Yeah. Um, so I did that for that. Um, and then actually there are a lot of things like Gabrielle Gabriel Deloto did the Panini sticky <laughs> sticky uh, sticker <laughs> card for yeah, Surfer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I could you know I just I don't oh god I don't want to get into the comic book sitch. To be honest with you, I don't think I don't I don't think it's your wheelhouse. And I think with Surfer you'd have even more of a job than Black Cat. Um, I mean for Black Cat the, the problem I've got is the choice I've got is that I already own almost a full run of Peter Parker Spectacular Spider Man. I own an awful lot of Amazing Spider Man, and. I know because this is what I do with cards. What I want to do is own a second copy of each of those books that has Black Cat on the cover to go in my yeah, Black Cat awesome. comic book collection. But then it gets a little bit unfeasible given that I already mm-hmm. own the collection. So um, so I think my, my goal is, is, is laudable and um, uh, noteworthy, but I think I'm uh, – this won't live in my Spider-Man unlimited box this will live in my black cat cover box do you see what i mean because it's only one yeah, of love it. spider-man unlimited that has that on the cover um and this amazing spider-man that'll live in my black cat you know so, uh, cool. so i've got a short box for black cat books i definitely um, love the idea i won't do it myself because you're right it's not it's not the wheelhouse that i'm working on i really am only going to be looking at um old sketches like that's it yeah, i made yeah, a decision yeah. that's the end yeah. of it i'm not touching i'm done like yeah. i can't i just i'm not gonna go down any other road because the old sketches are just too yeah 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 too difficult and i'm getting i've gotten really lucky recently that i have to tell you about stuff um so i have to make some crazy decisions that i need mm. your advice on later all right well we'll do that we'll do that post credits um i yes. wanted to show you this because um i'm i'm very um Whoa. I'll show you in a second. Um, I'm very much only really doubling into sketches now if it's something I really want, because I've got a pretty good sketch collection. You have a great sketch collection. I don't even want to hear it. That's uh, an awesome sketch collection. Yeah, and I I don't want to... And there are so many other cards that are going up in price. I'm just my focus is just a bit elsewhere now. But every now and yeah. again, you see something like the aforementioned Rio Owens um, sketch. Re, come on that the podcast, beautiful. by the way. Um, Please. Every now and again, you see something. And on Sketch Card Fanatics, an artist called Mark Ferreira, and it's Mark M A R C K. So it's it's kind of like he couldn't decide whether to spell it with a C or a K, so he spelled it with both. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Ferrara Art, and he's based in South America. And he and someone tagged me in this actually yesterday, and he did three cover recreation cards. One was a Psylocke, and there were two black cats. I snapped up that for $20. $20? $20. Wow, killed it. Someone needs to get this guy on a Marvel set. Seriously, upper deck. <laughs> this guy's oh, that's incredible. A great piece. Isn't it brilliant? It's, it's I, beautiful. I actually, I actually like it better than J. Scott Campbell original. Yeah. Because this it, has more like. It just looks Yeah, it's like really nice. Human it's a really nice piece. He did <laughs> um, a great job. And it's lovely. Uh, and I was like, you know what? That'd be really nice to display with the actual comic. I think that's cool. I really love it. That's cool. So, a lot yeah. of work put into that. I'm happy with that. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 25 with shipping. You can't go wrong. I mean, he genuinely can't. I don't, all day, all I day, mean, all day, all I day, mean, every day. You could go wrong. Shall I, shall I properly start the podcast? Shall I do the intro bit? And just so that we- You know what? Let's, let's like think about it. I don't know if we want to go there. <laughs> uh, don't know. What, what say you people? Do you want to hear me read the usual? 
Yes, we do. They're all chipmunks. They're all chipmunks. They're all chipmunks. Great. Well, in that case, without any further ado, hello, everybody. Mm. My name is Ian Taylor, and you are listening to the Marvel Car Collectors Podcast, as if you haven't worked that out by now. We are your weekly digest of hobby goodness, except when we skip a week. Uh, brought to you by yep. the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of car collectors and creators. Never more true is that than today. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. I should do a podcast slightly sourced more often. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. I wouldn't trade him for a gold one of one, as he's a full rainbow in and of himself. It's Norin Rad. Hello. <laughs> a full rainbow in and of himself. Taste the rainbow, dude. Oh, you guys are too good. Too good to me. Too oh. good to me indeed. I'm going to, now that we've officially kicked off, I wanted to talk. Uh, for weeks, I've been threatening to talk about this, and I'm going to talk about oh boy. it. Um, oh, my goodness. I've just seen what you've just shared on Instagram stories. Be careful how you store your cards. <gasps> Isn't that horrifying? Oh, my goodness me. I mean, to be fair, the plastic sleeves he's using are like 90s scale. And yeah, I know. Just I know, as I a know. thing, just as a thing with, with, with nine or eight or six or whatever card pages, if there's something that you've got a good collection in, swap them out every few years. You know what I, I do? Well, that's I, a bit of money, I, but yeah. swap them out. I, you always swap out, especially if like your collection's at a level now, like especially with where collectibles are right now. You spend the time to swap out. Now, in his yeah, case, obviously, that was like a 50-something, uh, you know, 1950-something set or whatever it's called. Plastics, so, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. those plastics were not meant to do that yeah. they, because it was it, the cards were not seen yeah. as a, a protective uh, commodity. But, like, like, what I do, what I actually did, okay, so I did two things. One, I put tracing paper between every page. I'm going to save that right now so I can put it on the tasting notes. Because that's I really do think that's a good idea. <laughs> I really liked putting tracing paper between the pages. Also, yes, yes. because it kept the plastic from fogging up when you mm-hmm. touch it. Mm-hmm. And also it um keeps a little bit of distance off like the plastic of each of each side. And you know, the, if there is weight on it, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it does something that could be, you know, a person to talk to is uh, Dr. Strange archive himself. Donald, yeah. Donald, who's the man. Um, but the other thing that I did recently, and, you know, I think I showed you, right, Ian? I did the um, photo archivist yes. boxes. Yes. With the three yes. rings. And it's four pages. And I have a uh, top loader, penny sleeve, team bag. Nice. It's a lot of stupid money to do it for sure. But like, I don't know. Yeah, but you're sorted. I feel secure about it. Yeah, I mean, you're completely sorted. Uh, and that's the yeah. thing with um, what what I, I mean, the, the thing to say is it, your collection is only as protected as how much you spend on it. So it isn't something you can, you can skim. That's this wasn't one. meant to be the theme of the episode, but we're going to go for it anyway. Cause what the hell? Um, the, huh. um, I use ultra pro platinum nine pocket pages. Now platinum, they do yes. different pages as well. They do four pocket. Um, they do uh, kind of comic book size ones. So you could put mm-hmm. comic books in them like that. Well, you put your cell sheets well. in there. Yeah, I, I do as well. I put in the, uh, like the oversized master prints. Yes, um, queen. I did I it. show you? Oh, I didn't show you these. I picked up some flare master prints on eBay UK. Oh. Seller had them and I, I just went, I was like, you know what? I rarely see those in the UK and they're just gorgeous. I mean, some of the flare art is a little bit 90s. There's not, there's not, let's be honest with you. Some of it's a little bit 90s. Mm-hmm. Some of it is just yes, it's charming. I know. Look I at know. that spider. I know. Man. 
from Fleur 95. This will be on the tasting notes. They're just incredible. They're beautiful things, the Master Prince. I think they're really overlooked. Um, I mean, I would... I really want to get the Master Prince, not necessarily graded, but in the... um, in what they do to get those graded right like in the slabs i don't know they're so cool and especially the ones i just gave away actually uh to to friends i met in atlanta the great curator dan oh yeah and uh merlin um who are just very nice people i gave them each a marvel masterpiece uh case topper oh from um 20 uh 2008a yeah, yeah, the yeah. The Doctor Strange yeah, yeah. and the X-Men one. They're beautiful cards. They're gorgeous. I had them and they looked at them and their eyes lit up. They were like, wow, yeah. these are really cool. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You, you guys can have it. Because, I mean, you know, everything's going to get expensive. But it was really nice meeting them and it was a really cool thing. It's it, you know, really it's awesome. so fun. You, you know, it's crazy to see these guys who, like, we all mm. consider, like, you know... <laughs> people who just get into the hobby and all this other stuff. It's cool to see their eyes light up on certain things. Yeah, like I thought absolutely. that was really nice. Absolutely. Yeah. The, um, so I am, um, but the ultra pro platinum will see you right. Um, I've bought cards yes. that have been in ultra pro platinum stuff from over 10 years, sometimes even 20, because I think they've been around for a while and they've been no problem. I have replaced sleeves because, because unfortunately the nature of the plastics are is that they do slowly fog over time. But ultra pro platinum stuff, I'm about to do it with my masterpieces '96. I'm going to swap out all the pages, mm. and um, and I just think it's it's a, it's a wise thing. And I'm probably going to do the same with my black hat collection soon as well, um, just yeah. so that I know that it's all fresh. Because especially with the thicker cards, sometimes the corners of the pockets yes, they put split. they're really yeah yeah. yeah. But look at this Ghost Rider flare print from Night oh, Isn't that stunning? And it's, it's full gloss. It's really bright. I mean, you can't tell I'm a webcam. It's really pretty. And then the Storm from the, uh, no, the Phoenix from that set. Look at that. I love the look Dark Phoenix. Artwork. It's just amazing. Surfer has one of those. I don't think it's Flare 95. Yeah. I think it's 94. It's the Power Blast. I yes. finally got a second one. Yes. And I love that. Piece. Yes. Um, the ones I do need on the master print front, I, I don't have any of the Masterpieces 94 ones. Um, oh. there, there are, I think there's 10 of them from Masterpieces 94 with the Hildebrandt art. Um, yeah, I got a Greg and Tim Hildebrandt sign one from, oh. um, I think it was from our buddy Omega. Oh, wow. I think he sent me that for free. Oh, he's a lovely guy. He's a lovely, lovely. guy. I think the hobby. Yeah, I think lose him actually for trading cards, which is a shame. I know that, that breaks my heart. It but, does. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, but, you know, anyhow, but yeah. So I think I have I have that, which is really awesome. That '94 Surfer, man. '94 is just so under. It's so such a pretty set. Yeah, I I, I think weirdly for me '94. Right here's the thing: if you were going to choose one year that you would consider to be like. The, the 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 nuts. Yeah, okay. So take away all the other years that Marvel cards came out and you were going to keep one year and all the product mm. that came out within it. Now here's the thing, and I know what my answer is. My answer is 1994. I'll tell you why. Masterpieces 94, Greg and Tim Hildebrand. That set will never go out of style, as far as I'm concerned. No, can't. it loads like a fine wine. You had the Fleer Ultra um X-Men 94. Um, which, which is I'm about so to part with, but beautiful. is absolutely stunning. Um, you had um, Marvel and this is a this is a yeah, Marvel Universe, of course, is just well, yeah, it's just phenomenal every year that it ran, but that was the last year that it ran in the 90s. You've got the first year of Flair, 
But the big one for me is is a massively overlooked set, I think, is the Mark Bagley Amazing Spider-Man set. Oh, good one. It's a stunner. Yeah. It's a stunner, and it holds up. I haven't up. seen that set in a while. That's It beautiful. holds up. It's just a f- phenomenal set and, you know, and flawless as well um, in, in its execution. I mean, I mean, listen, there's, there's other, you can make a strong argument for most years, and people will always argue based on, you know, what, what, what Personal kind of things to them. Yeah, to you know, and nostalgia and But 94 sort of does have a lot of good sets in it. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. I can't think off the cuff. I can't think of uh, another year that had that many... Go. I mean, there's iconic, there's iconic sets there. That there's sets that kind of started. That is a good year. Good for you, Ian. That's yeah, like out of the effing blue, man. E- that was really easily good. easily. The night two, you could argue, you got masterpieces night two. Just go. So that yeah. started the ball rolling. Uh, also in ninety two, you've got Marvel Universe three. Yeah, which is a yeah, yeah. The more, the more so about that. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could you could make that argument for, I guess you could make that argument for 2018, for example. Just pulling it out my 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 ass, because you've got Fleer Ultra X Men mm. 2018, you've got Masterpieces 2018, which is just gaining so much awesome. love now. I'm so glad it is, man. Really because like, yeah. love that set. Um, and yeah, and so many others. Uh, it's just, yeah. I love it. 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 They're all good. Love it. They're all good. They're all um, good. They're all great. I, th- th- you don't know this because we haven't talked about it. But at the top well, of this episode, maybe I do because I'm psychic. So yeah, well, you are. You are a little bit psychic. Um, right. At the top of this episode, I have, I have, I've decreed, I've declared, and I've decided. Declared right. that, that our audience would have heard the wonderful, wonderful tones of Peach Momoko. Peach Momoko. I see. I was going to say that. That's so crazy. How? Wow. Because Peach is gorgeous um, and lovely. She's in the ether. Um, and I think it's, it's always nice to have a different audio flavor in the mix when you've got two middle-aged white guys talking. Well, one middle-aged white guy and a young stud like you. Um, I cover a lot, though. So, I mean, yeah. I mean that's what, you know, so I have, I have a good yeah. range. Yeah, proof. Um, <laughs> I like the way you just accepted that one. Um, I was like, yeah, I got a good range. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got a good range. Yeah, yeah you, I help yeah. with the demographic, yeah. though. You know, yeah, help, help them out when they're busy. Um, so. A little, little, bit, little, bit, a little bit of a mutt. I can admit that. That's fine. <laughs> it reminds me of someone. I used to work in a box office and someone, someone, asked, um, someone asked the question of uh, a new guy who works front of house. He says, is he gay, do you think? And someone answered, I don't think so, but he helps them out when they're busy. (laughs) (laughs) He's the winner in my book regardless. (laughs) Which is a wonderful expression. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Peach, you're gorgeous. Peach, you're amazing. We love you, Peach. Um, Peach. And I I just, I I know that... Yeah, oh, we've wanted to interview Peach for the longest time, and and yeah, we probably still will, but it would have to be kind of a written thing or some, you know, a translated. Yeah, thing. we should send. We could send her we questions. We should definitely send her, some questions. Her I'll manager you would. You know, let's do that. Let's do that. Well, I right? tell you what. Let's put it open now. Yes, Audience, good one. If you have questions that you would like us to submit to, and to be honest with you, we haven't asked him for a while, so he might be turns around and says, "No, we're not doing it." But. um I'm assuming they're still calling the gang and they'll be happy to do so and her, her schedule notwithstanding. If you have a question that you would like us to collate and send over to Peach Momoko's agent for you know, Peach to answer in whatever fashion um, uh, happens, send it over. Send it over. You Please. can email us, um, the mccpod at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram, Facebook, 
Twitter, which I'm using less and less for the podcast because I just haven't got time. I've got time. So if anyone, if anyone on Twitter land feels feels that they're missing episodes, it's because I keep missing promoting each episode on Twitter. <laughs> I just, I get to the end of my first. There's just too many like, platforms, man. Oh, I get to the end of my first year, and I'm just, I just need to sink into wine and then bed. Um, yeah, makes sense. Anyway, um, but I wanted to speak to, um, I wanted to speak to. I don't know what I'm saying now. Rewind. If you've got any questions for Pete, send them over. We'll check in with um, her manager before this episode airs and just triple check that this is okay. And if that's if it's not okay, then you'll never hear this bit because we'll have edited it out. Perfect. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. But Peach, we love you. Anyway, I wanted to talk about, because I keep saying we're going to talk about it, and he probably listens, and he's probably like, four episodes ago, you said you were going to talk about this, you ran out of time. So I thought I'm going to do him first. Guy called Chris. That's what she said. Yes. Guy called Chris, hey, um, who lives in Hawaii. He's, um, in fact, yeah, on his, on, his, on his profile on Instagram, he's got a link to honoluluMagazine.com. Um, what the oh, link cool. is, I don't know. But anyway, um, he's called Hawaiian Lion 808 on Instagram, which is a wonderful, I love wonderful it already. handle. He sent a message a while back. He sent it on the podcast feed, and for various reasons, I just kind of missed it and forgot it. And then he sent uh, a follow-up on my Black Cat Collector Instagram uh, DMs. So he slid into my DMs back at the beginning of February. Um, That's so not what that means. I'm, I'm go- I know it's not what that means, but, but <laughs> you don't know what he sent me yet. So Wow, this is gross. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm into it. So, so anyway, over, over to Chris. Hi, Ian. Hi, Chris. Um, I messaged you a while ago on the MCC pod account, but I'll reintroduce myself because it's been some time and also because I haven't made a proper intro onto the Facebook group yet. My name is Chris and I live in Hawaii. I've been a Marvel and non-sport in general collector for a few decades. I lean more towards the MCU side of things, but I definitely appreciate the publishing and comic side of things as well. I just wanted to say thank you to you and Noren, that's you, for all the work you do on the MCC pod. It's my favourite podcast and I'm trying to catch up on all the earlier episodes. I discovered the podcast midway through your run. Well, who knows if that was midway? Who knows how much further we'll go on? Um, (laughs) uh, I listened to the burnout episode recently and I can sympathise. I'm an admin of a Facebook group, oh you poor thing, for a local non-card collecting community and I've mostly stepped away from the group over the past few years because of all the drama and bickering. I completely feel you about your true collector post. (laughs) I don't think we've ever spoken about that on the podcast, actually. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people can read in between the lines from what I hear. Yeah, my first uh, truth bomb post on Instagram. Um, I think you mentioned on the pod that you used to be a member of the Scoundrel Forums, and I was active on there as well a few years ago. Oh, wow. I didn't... I I see I've not... Whoa. Brilliant. Right. I wonder what his handle was on there. They just updated the website. I just posted... Yeah, I just posted my user like when I logged in. You should check it out. I just I just oh, looked at it earlier today. It would be I really good if there's it. signs of life coming back to that one because I think I think there is a place given what's happening in Marvel cards now for Scoundrel to make a bit of a resurgence. I, I feel would, like there I is, yeah. The flag for that. Um, anyway, um, I was active on there as well years ago, and of course, same issues with drama and infighting. Anyway, just wanted to say that I appreciate all that you do, and I hope I can be a positive contributor to the group whenever I get around to diving in. Take care, Chris. Chris, you've already been a positive contributor. Thank you. That's a lovely message. Wow. I wonder who he was on Scoundrel. No, I don't know. Well, man, this is so funny. I'm going to put it out there now. Chris, come on the podcast. Have a chat with us. Hell yeah. Let's get to know you. 
Let's let the audience get to talk to the old school scoundrel crew. Yeah, no, 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 because I I was a baby collector on there. On my radar. In fact, we we actually said that we were going to do it at the end of the last episode. Um, oh, yeah, which people haven't yeah, heard yet, yeah. although they might have by the time this, this drops. So um, I lose track. Remember when yeah. we recorded an episode last year and kept saying next yes. year? But it was supposed yes. to be about this year. This year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not great about that. Really great. Um, from from wow. one Chris to another, I just want to say um, that the industry was rocked a mere 48 hours ago. When Chris Carlin, who you may remember yeah. was on this episode about two months ago now, along with James Hughes, uh, yep. flying the flag for the custom service um, team at Upper Deck. Um, Chris, it might might be a relatively new name to um, some of the folks who listen to the podcast. Um, won't be a new name to people who know Upper Deck or maybe dabble in the sports side because Chris has been the, the kind of very open public face, mainly on Twitter. Um of Instagram, both uh, within the industry and you know with the distributors, but also with the fans. And you know he's always at the conventions and the and the kind of um, conference that Upper Deck do and attend and you know things like that. So he's been he's been at Upper Deck for twenty four years. Wow, twenty four. What were you doing twenty four years ago, Noren? So I discovered this website. And it was really weird because I couldn't be on it when my parents were around. And it was called, you're supposed to stop me. I'm supposed to get awkward. And I've got no idea me. where you were going you with have that. No, no shame no, whatsoever. No, that's the I've, issue. It's not, I've had that, two pints of beer, so you can't rely on what me. What was for I any doing kind of 24? I don't know what I was doing 24 years ago. What year Weren't was 24 12? years ago? Weren't you 12 years old? Oh, then I definitely know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't cards. So, yeah, yeah. So you were, you were, you were. You were growing your first hairs and wondering what that did. Anyway, so yep. um, 24 years ago, I was <laughs> where are we? <laughs> 24 years ago, I was uh, working in the West End in the box office at the Prince Edward Theatre. I always forget you're older yeah. than me. I never remember yeah. you're older than me. 24 yeah. years. That's amazing. So, so, so Chris started Apodec. Um, not not long after I started in the West End. So um, anyway, Chris is left. Uh, I say he's leaving. He's left Upper Deck because he announced it. I think his last day was he announced it Thursday, and his last day was Friday. Wow! So, no, no, no f-ing around. Um, and and as in at, at, when we record, we're recording on Sunday tomorrow. As we record, so it'll be in there a few weeks now. He starts at his new gig. Um, now his new gig. Now I'm not familiar with this name, but his new gig is Collectors Universe. Now, oh, Collectors his, Universe, is director huge. of customer care. Yeah, and now Collectors Universe, from what I understand, it's the parent company of PSA, PGCS, yep. Golden Auctions, and these two I don't recognise. The Card Ladder and Water W A T A Games. Yep. Um, so Water Games is the people who grade games. Um, oh, okay. And the other company that you mentioned before, that card ladder, uh, card ladder, yeah, yeah, is like a um, like a market mover. So basically, they, uh, you know, uh, do you can basically get on this service and see what cards are sold for a long period of time and so forth. Oh, cool. Okay. And uh, sports card investor has so kind of like what app. all the content creators have been doing, but they've been doing it a lot longer and with a lot less, a lot longer. So, well, card ladder is fairly. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what year. I know it's Market Movers and Car Ladder are the two people who are doing that kind oh, okay. of work. And then, of course, Com C yeah, has yeah. been doing it for a while, too. Wow. I find it interesting. Anyway, Chris, 
I, I just want to say, Chris might not be uh, a name that a lot of folk are familiar with, but mark my words, his fingerprints will be all over the way that your um, products collecting experiences uh, uh, come have out, been. Well, your collecting experiences, yeah. how uh, Upper Deck re um, react to and talk to, and very um, positive force with fans. He's enormously po uh, positive fella, super nice, enormously professional, lovely, lovely guy. So, Chris, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the stuff that you've done while you're at Upper Deck. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't even need to say good luck in your new role because I know you're going to absolutely smash it. Um, He's going to kill it. It's going to be so, so fun. Um, I'm really hoping that because I've I've had an idea for something I'd like to do, and I'm, I'm basically going to say it now because I, I I think it will come off, especially with Chris having moved there. I want to do a, a series episode where we speak to people from each of the grading companies. That's and get a fun on the idea. Pod. Uh, so I want SGC, I want Beckett, I want CGC because I know they're starting to get into cards, which will be good for mm -hmm. them. I want PSA, and obviously they want need to want to do it as well and and hopefully you know they'll be up for it but with chris there i'm sure we've got an in with psa and you know if they don't want to like i remember i reached out to comms here a while back and they were like we don't feel the need to we haven't got anything to say you know or they don't yeah. just don't choose to use podcast as their method of, of communication for what they want to put out into the public domain which is fair enough um yeah we've had artists refuse to come on before because they're just what would i talk about you know i did it 20 years ago <laughs> so i barely remember the set you know we've had that response from people before um yeah. so it's fair enough but i'm hoping that you know because we we have an in with the guys at beckett you know obviously um Stephen bagley works for them um i just think it'd be really interesting to talk to them and just you know get i think we get can get comps yeah. I'll, I'll talk to i i, I met well, someone you have, there you recently have a word. you have a word yeah yeah i'll yeah. have a word with them no there's a way we can do this i think it'd be really cool and, well, and see be really cool just to find out yeah. you know how to get on you know what what you know give them a bit of a platform to to promote themselves obviously because that's the win for them we get to know them a bit yeah. more and you know i get to find out a little bit more about their background how they operated when they started what their mm -hmm. you know size you know stuff like that because you know i know no i'm with you apart from the names i don't really know much about the companies not where they're based and how many people they have working for them i don't know what their values are as a company you know and they're, they're big names it just thought it'd be yeah. interesting anyway um Anyway, Chris, um, I, I posted this on our um, – I did post this both on Twitter and Instagram, um, but I did do a bit of content um, on Instagram and just said that um, he's a true PMG. Um, oh. I put that out there with a, with a lovely photo of him. Um, so you'll see that on our feed. Um, anyway, what this episode is supposed to be about um, – if you can remember at the beginning at the intro <laughs> when I was talking to you about uh, trading you in, <laughs> so long ago now, so long ago because I've been waffling away. Um, this episode is, and I had this idea yesterday. Um, you can guess where I had the idea, but we won't go there. But toilet. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, what makes a good trade? So you know what? Oh, you know, damn! I, and 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 rather in the same satisfying manner as the place that we just alluded to, I just did a really, really, really satisfying trade. Um, and what it was was uh, about three days ago. Yeah, this was a three-day trade um, on EPAC, and normally trades on epac if you get to three days you're either pulling your air out or you're about to rage quit the platform 
Um, but this occasionally you get one that hits the sweet spot and you get someone that, you know, you can have a little chat with them on the comment. You know, you've only got a certain number of characters, but you can say, look, you know, I'm really keen to make this work. Let's, 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 let's talk about this and, you know, make sure we're both happy. So we went backwards and forwards and ultimately he had, he had a load of Black Panther um, autos on his EPAC account. Um, and now the Black Panther MCU upper deck set from 2018, I want to say, um, didn't have top end cast. So no. it didn't have, they didn't have Bozeman, they didn't have Michael B. Jordan, they didn't have Forrest no. Whitaker, who no. might have had a small role in that film. Do he didn't have, you know, they didn't have Daniel Kaluuya, uh, they didn't have, uh, um, did they have his mom? She's really famous. Uh, well, yes, it, they did. And that's the okay. thing. So they had Angela Bassett. They did have Martin Freeman. They did oh, yeah. have Florence Kasumba. And they also had, uh, uh, did they have really Letitia good. Wright? I can't remember if they had Letitia Wright. Anyway, but they didn't have the uh, Dania Guerrero from Walking Dead, which I think is a surprise because yeah. I know she signed for the Walking Dead sets quite a lot. She did. She did. Um, so it could just be a capacity thing, you know, with that, or she could have had a contract on the Walking Dead stuff that forbade her from signing for other car manufacturers because that's sometimes that might be true so you know whole loads of reasons anyway so it's not regarded as having the you know the top top end in terms of the um, autos but nevertheless it's um they're pretty difficult to get hold of especially the dual autos and they're they're sticker ones so they could put them on whatever but there's a sticker there's a dual with angela bassett and freeman uh, there's a jewel. You know what? I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to show them to you. I'll put them on the table. Oh boy! Well, I know, I know. I like the memorabilia cards from Black Panther. Yes, and I've I've got a long way to go. I've got all the singles and the doubles. I've got a long way to go on the triples and the quads. But they're gorgeous. They're really thick. They're really yeah, thick. They're cool. In fact, I've got some here. Here we are. I've shown you these before. Um, look at them. Oh, that's cool. They are cool, but they, like I said, they look they, better in person. The green yeah, really pops. They really do. They they don't. They, they, as with everything, EPAC, which ties into the story, the EPAC um, scans. You don't can't do just any scan favors. these cards. You have to take professional pictures, man. You, like just really set up do. a rig. But the purple. Like, this is let me ridiculous. take it out of the thing. Look at the purple. Look at the way that kind of works on there. That's freaking there. awesome looking. They're beautiful. Aren't they? they're, what they're, the hell? Cards. They're beautiful. They're really nice cards. And and so um, so it's a deep. Deep bench of, of relic cards for that set. I mean, there's a lot of them. There's probably oh, 40 plus easily. <laughs> Singles, doubles, triples, quads. Um, and, you know, they do get to a point where they're a repetition of the same thing. But, you know, you know, it's like you want to get them all. Got to catch them all. So um, catch them all. Catch them. you have got to catch them all. Um, but I'm going to show you the... Um, the um cards i did actually drop them in the character chat that we have going on but i know that it's something oh man got to catch up in that so um let me show you them on here, <laughs> here i forgot are. the last emoji you sent me <laughs> uh, there we go so there's angela bassett i'll put these on oh the those look cool and they do look really good they're, they're kind of nice they've got a brilliant image of um Wakanda. Uh, Wakanda, yeah, behind them. Um, and the, the costumes are just gorgeous. They really are. Wakanda yeah, writings, stunning. they're called. Um, there's Martin Freeman. Freeman. Um, so there's good, actually, man. Hitchhiker's there's, Guide. Yeah, there's Looking three different awesome. Martin Freemans. One. There's uh, Florence. Oh, Bersamba. wow. And I believe she showed up in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. I think she showed up in Endgame. Yeah. 
Well, everyone showed up in Endgame. <laughs> everyone cool. rocked up. Um, there's that's Florence fair. with Angela. Yeah, that's cool. And it's good that they've used different pictures of them from the movie. Um, yes. On the card. Um, from the duels to the singles? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Martin Freeman and Florence Kasumba. Again, different image of her on a, on a different card. Um, and this is the one I'm really pleased with. Angela Bassett and Martin Freeman. I look at that. Wow. Anyway, so on the on the Those other are, side of it, on the other side of it, um, I decided a while back. I forgot I had them. I had them locked away. I forgot I had them completely. I had the um, the silver foil parallel. I had the legacy. So legacy from Blue Watch Spider Man twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. I had at one point tried to go for a rainbow of the triptych of Spider Woman, Silk, and Spider Gwen. That's right. So I'd gone for the legacy base, the legacy web foil. Ten legacy base get you a silver version. Ten legacy mm-hmm. web foil get you the uh, silver web foil. And I had actually managed to get to rainbow on Spider Gwen as well, but not uh, only on the base, not on the web foil because the legacy That's hard to do web foils. Yeah, I've done that, and I'd, I'd sold off the rainbow a while back, but I forgot I had the other stuff tucked away, including some of the autos. I had the signed. I think it's Kao Cacao artwork. I think I had the signed, um, or is it Louis Royo? I can't remember. Louis is really good too. I think it might be Royo, actually. Anyway, um, I I had those, and I forgot I had them there. And, of course, I look on um, EPAC, and the thing is, everyone was chasing. Everyone forgets with the rushed and numbered cards and all this shiny, everyone forgets these because the EPAC scans look so dark because of the silver effect. Yep. They're not numbered. And also there's kind of not, you know, a, a lot of the new people don't appreciate the fact that because you had to go, when you redeemed for the rainbow version of either the base or the web foil, you lost all of the silver web foils that you'd collected yep. to get there. Yep. So actually there's probably... In some cases, there may well be more rainbow foil versions out there than there are silver foil versions, certainly on the web foil side of things, because those cards disappeared and they were only available on EPAC Achievement. They weren't pack pulled. So, so lo and behold, the market's gone up a bit on them. So I had them priced for sale. um, And as soon as you sent me the trade, I said, oh, I can see you in group. I'll tag you so you can see how I'm valuing them. So that was the first thing that went well. Nice. So you you set expectations. And he's like, mm, uh, and uh, you know, I counted at that point and said, look, this is what I'm interested in from you. I'm not saying you accept at this point, but this is what I'm interested in from you. And I'd selected all those autos. And I was like, and I said, okay, I'll have a look. And I went up and did a little spreadsheet. I did the values from what I could find. And some of these autos I couldn't find. Yeah. And the same, but the thing is, I'd had the same when I priced up the, the, the silver the silver because they're just not there, you know, and the ones right. that are on comps here are up there, you know, two, 300 bucks. Um, but not all of them are there. And I'm like, well, these are popular characters. So I think, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in the ballpark. Anyway, we went backwards and forwards. And the hesitation was that they're so dark on scans. So it's like, are they really that special? Oh, that's why you're asking for the video. Yeah. Got it. So I posted on group and I, I, I hit up uh, Pankit. I hit up JD because I know they have them. And I know JD has they the have silk them, yeah. ones as well. Um, and fortunately, both of them, bless them, did a little video of the base next to the silver foil of the yes. web foil next to the silver web foil so that you could see like the quality and the effects and how, mm-hmm. how, how radiant awesome they it are. Is. Yeah. Um, and as soon as he saw those videos, he's like, yeah, absolutely cool. But just do a little swap around with some of the cards we've got on the periphery and good. Mm-hmm. 
And it happened. That's the way to do you it, know, man. And it happened. It went through. Took three days to get there because he's on vacation. I'm working. You know, we're not in a rush to do it. Rather get it right. Anyway, so I posted up. I was like, you know, what makes a good trade? That's the longest story ever. But we're finally at the I end. like it. Mm. So what makes a good trade? And there was some really good comments and feedback about it. So, um, and I'm, can you see my screen? Am I still sharing? I'm not sharing my screen. No, you know what? We'll sharing. have a look at them together. I, I, Please. Sharing. sharing is caring, dear. It can be. Um, it can be. So I asked, what made them, uh, share with your best or most memorable traits. What made them good? What was most satisfying? What advice do you have on what, what, what makes a good trade? After all, these are trading cards look at you with the puns nice work sir and everyone got really really excited um mmc had i posted it on mmc and mccw mmc didn't have as much feedback um but that's fine because people see it in both places um and so the first one on mmc was echoed by a lot of people on mccw first key to a good trade is dialogue be clear what your wants are and clear on what you're willing to give up Nothing worse than throwing darts with no idea what will catch another person's eye. Good job, Michael. I love it. I love it. And um, the reason I started with his is because it kind of actually underpinned a lot of what the other the other um, uh, people said. And a lot of it, um, Wigan PI, the card investor. <laughs> so the card investor <laughs> is, and we've talked about him before on the podcast because he was yeah, um, instrumental in, in in when we were chasing those Fleer Ultra Spider-Man yes. before the, you know, before the kind of run on Fleer Ultra Spider-Man a year before uh-huh. it sold out. But I'm sorry, but I take credit for because <laughs> it happened. I think we was, should take credit before. for it. I think, yeah, I'll give <laughs> take credit. Anyway, it's helped. Um, sorry, the card investor helped um he helped us both out um so i I might edit out your your real first name the um uh card investor or wigan pi um because i'm not sure i know you've got a separate profile for your personal thing so i'm going to bleep out his name anyway um but he replied one word communication underneath that christopher wiseman communication (laughs) and proper packing stroke shipping which is absolutely key um (laughs) so true peter j mcclure you might remember me from such programs as. Um, yeah. Both uh, both parties are happy with what they got. Also, building relationships and having great conversations about cards. I love it. Yep. I love it. So everyone's basically saying, communication, talk to each other. And that's absolutely key. And kind of everyone's echoed that. Um, it was, there was someone down below. Someone's just posted, actually, I think. Uh, where is it? Sorry, bear with me. Bear with. I'm trying to find it through. Yeah, it's communication. It is 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 ultimately what it what it comes down to for a lot of people. The other thing that uh, Paul uh, Zenisek said straight away is respect. Respect makes a good trade. Respect of my knowledge or lack of knowledge. Respect of my time. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's super easy to make. It's super easy to make easy, fair trades. If you're a person that finds you're spending a whole bunch of back and forth on a trade all the time, there's a good chance that your method is inefficient. Clever. Interesting. Interesting. Clever. Um, that was one thing I definitely learned about in the card show. Yes. To go do that. Like, yeah, it's really crazy to see. thing, haven't you? That's weird. Like, yeah. it's very weird to see... And I'm not very good at trades. I probably only have ever have traded 
maybe like a handful of times yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. um because i don't just i don't build my collection that way so i just don't do trading i've never had very good luck with trading ever um yeah. either not really but um I, I, I it is weird to see people who are trading constantly and all the strategies that are there it's mm-hmm. very interesting it feels like like a three-step process like hey this is what i have what do you have cool these are my values. What are your values? Cool. Yeah. I want this. You want, you know, which ones you want. I can do yeah. this, this, and this for yeah. that. And that's it. You know what I mean? It's like, you get all the facts on the table first yeah. and then you start, you know, t- having the conversation, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely interesting. Yeah. One thing I do like here, uh, Brandon Babcock commented, anything that's a win-win for both parties. I especially appreciate when collectors collaborate to trade duplicates to help build sets. Yeah. I'll often send more value to the other party to try and build relationships for future deals as well. Same. And I, what I like about that, what the, my takeaway from that is that think of it as it's not just this trade. Mm-hmm. This is the first of many that you might have with that person. So this oh, yeah. this this fellow I traded with on on EPAC, I'm really looking forward to trading with him again if we've both got something that we we need to get from the other one. Because yeah, you know I feel that there was a, a process we both went through and we we weighed it up and like mm, yeah you know and it, there's always there's always the temptation with trading, especially on EPAC, to think, am I being screwed over? Or the other, the other thing that you, and it's a real shame that uh, that is, that is often the first thing, or am I undervaluing something? Yes. And, and you've kind of got, you've kind of, you, a lot you can of people listen to do that, that to a certain point, but at a certain point, you've kind of got to put, put a lid on that little voice and just say, actually, no, this feels right. It's kind mm-hmm. of in the sweet spot. Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause when you find yourself thinking that and also simultaneously thinking, but it would be really good if this goes through because that that's something I really want. So when you find yourself kind of in the middle of those two magnetic poles, that's yep. when you know you're in, you're in a good territory. And there's nothing that can tell you when it's there apart from how it feels. Um, no. I mean, for me too, it's like, I, I've definitely had cards on EPAC that I got just out of like luck or whatever that I've had people offer mm-hmm. things to me for and stuff like that. But it's, you know, the worst trade experiences I've had, because I haven't had like many great ones, mm. but I, I, there is someone's method that they told me about where they do a list of the cards. And these are big trades that happen over years kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they put the prices there and they list all the cards and, you know, they put what they value at them and what the value of the market is. Yeah. And it's a really great distinction of being like, Hey, if the market says this is a hundred bucks for this artist, like if it's a mm-hmm. sketch card, but I think this should be actually at the two fifty range. Yes. And I think what's really good about that is that because there's two numbers there, the other person on the other end can be like, okay, I have an option here to be like, no, they're wrong. So I'm going to say no. Mm. Right. Which I think, I don't think you ever try to convince someone of something. I think if people think a certain way, you show them, you know, why you think that, but I don't think you ever should go out of your way to try to convince someone of something when you're trading. That's, that's been the worst experiences for me. Cause that's, that's not the, that's not, that's not what you're trying to do. Cause that comes off very much like you're Mm. talking down to them and all this other stuff. But I, I definitely, yeah, that's something I definitely learned about trading. I just personally, I always try to buy things and overpay because 
I, I just don't have the collection to trade sometimes. You know what I mean? Which is different. But it's also I prefer what, trading. I would love yeah, to trade. I, yeah. would, I, I would trade all day. If I, I could. guess I guess the thing with trading is that some people think, well, I haven't got the money to spend, so I'll trade. But what what the, there is there is a thing with trading is that it it obviously can take longer. And so your time is also a resource. You know, it's also yes. you know, has a value yes. to it. Um, yes. so quite often times i mean i don't i don't have a deep bench of stuff to trade at all um because i tend to buy what i need rather than buy boxes Same. and have leftovers um yes. but i find sometimes i'll buy stuff even though i think i could possibly trade for it because ultimately at the end of the day it's just done i haven't got to spend the time so i'm buying that time back for myself it's kind of powerful yep. about it i love that um and yeah it's, That's it's, a good it's, one. it's kind of time rich and cash poor yeah, I that. did a lot yeah. of yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I did a lot of trading for X Men Metal. Mm. I still have the um, beast. You were going for it. I yeah, I was trading for that, and I traded a lot for Flare Ultra Spider Man for the Spot Rainbow. Yes, yes. Because um, <laughs> you had your wall chart with everyone's names on you crossing I out like, like different colors list. for like yeah, don't doesn't respond, isn't interested. Still possible, you know. <laughs> different Impossible. I remember. I, t- I was. It's funny. Uh, I put, you even have a color for f- that guy. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I did because I posted that picture, and I had to take off that because I, you know, I. It was more of like joking. I wasn't actually like going to be. It was rude on the tasting or, notes for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to out anybody because I felt I didn't want to be rude, even though they were rude. But I didn't want to be rude back. Oh, that's but, yeah. funny. Yeah, that was fun. Like the hit note. Yeah. Well, that oh. was that was fun, man. That was really fun. And you know, it was thanks to like Card Investor and and a yeah. big, big, big thanks to Stephen Frank. Yeah. Um, who really helped me out on that. But um, yeah, there was a lot of trading and there was a lot of stuff. And <laughs> it's really tough. It's really tough because it's always been hard for me when you're trading for good things. Mm. You know what I mean? And when I say good things, I mean thing and not good subjective. I mean, good as in the sense that a lot of people would be okay having it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like it's actually good. It's just that a lot of people would want that thing. Mm. So I always try to be more cash because I can be like, well, yeah, like you said, saves me time for trying to figure out the, the thing. Okay. I know I'm rambling, but I do want to get this out there. Okay. The thing I hate the most about trading with people are the people who send you out on an effing errand to find a car that oh, they want, especially sketches. I hate that garbage. Yeah. It is hard. It worked one time. One, no worked two times. Technically the one time was with our very good friend, Jeff uh, Fenwick, who, who's the man. Um, and he didn't do this to be mean. He just, he doesn't really, he doesn't trade. I mean, we had him. On he doesn't trade at all. He's, he's no, he just doesn't do it. I knew that yeah. going in, that's nothing to do with him at all, mm-hmm. but he did give me one, a name of something he wanted. And I happened to know the one guy, our good buddy, Letty, who had an extra. And it was just like the most stupid, like lucky thing ever. Um, and that was, and he kept to his word and everything. And he was super nice about it. But, um, you know, that, that worked out. And the other thing was that I had a trade with somebody and they basically told me to find them the same card, but the variant. Right. So it was the CN surfer right. uh, variant. And when I did find it, cause I thought, I think they thought I couldn't find it. <laughs> I did find it and I showed it to them. They just changed their mind. 
and made me wait like a year and a half before they decide to do it on the trade, which is just stupid. But um, so that's the stuff I can't stand is when people give you things. They're getting to a look. For. That person's getting They're, a look. Yeah. Like, hmm. um, but you know what? That, that's whatever. Uh, that's not the only person who's ever done that to me. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not the yeah. only story, yeah. but it is kind of um, interesting to see that kind of stuff, which th- mm. that's the thing about trading that always gets to me. I don't like, I don't like people sending me on a hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. for something like a sketch that's subjective. The sketch find is me the something, worst. Find me a female character or find me an Iron Man, you know, and you get one, you go back. Oh, and go, oh, I, don't, I don't dig it. So. Yeah. Because then you can't buy it. Because then if you buy it, you're stuck with it. I know, I know, exactly. So you have to like do the whole tricky thing where you're like, uh, I kind of know where this is. Maybe mm-hmm. I can get it. Mm-hmm. And then that person sends you on a hunt. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. PJ Ryan. He's a lovely man. Um, I'd love to know PJ. what PJ stands for. Pajamas? Could be. PJ. I think of, I, I think of uh, bananas in pajamas. PJ. Yeah. Bananas anyway. in pajamas. Uh, PJ Bananas in Pajamas Ryan I'm sure he's fed up Sorry, with people Ryan. calling him that Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, a good great trade to me is having all parties walk away happy doesn't necessarily have to be apples to apples or dollars to dollars I know that's crazy talk in today's collecting but I'd be more than happy to just take the short end of the stick if I knew I was truly helping someone out I've received trades that I knew were heavy in my favour as long as I know that I'll do everything in my power to repay that kindness I'm okay with it yeah, and that that ties into the relationship building as well. Yep, I agree. You know, um, and I think also great paying it forward. Yeah, you, you know. have to pay it forward, yeah, man. Absolutely, like you have to. Like I, I helped out a, a guy on IG. Uh, I won't mention his name, but he was looking for EX entries because he wanted oh, to yeah. start the set, and he's an OG OG, mm. Rinhouse OG, I should say. Wow, um, very nice, and he uh wanted x centuries and i happen to have the two prowlers and of i just course. gave it to him at cost because i found out that i had a long time ago he had posted a diamond silver surfer written house and it was his gotcha. um, and he, yeah. and he was super easy to deal with and i just i bought it and you know uh, he helped out my collection and some of the other ones i bought from him too just did not didn't know who it was so i was kind of like paying it back yeah, for being yeah, able to yeah. get those cards when i did yeah um but no, I agree. That's the way to do it, man. That's the way to do it, man. Because it really does come back. The whole karma mm. thing it re- in card karma, it's real. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We, um, I had um, uh, a young lady. She's, uh, she's based in Europe, I think. Uh, Missy D. Um, she's on a lot mm. of forums and she's, she's, um, she's cool. She's really cool. We've, 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 um, uh, uh, traded a few times. Uh, well, one of them is nice. a sale actually, but she, um, so newsflash i mean everyone will know i'm sure but but dr strange finally sold out on epac so gone are the dr strange daily free cards that's crazy <laughs> so and it's finally finally gone from epac but um of course there was the usual latter splurge to the finish line on it and you know i went in and bought a few as well um but <laughs> the oh, it's cheap you know it's only three dollars 99 you know if you want that thrill of like spinning the wheel you know, I don't mind paying for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to pay thirteen ninety nine for it anyway. Um, but yeah. um, we, we, we were ch- chatting, and um, I can't remember what it came out. I think she posted or something like that. And she she was after some stuff, and then she she got it, and then 
we picked up the conversation and I've talked about this before, the Doctor Strange set, when you go for the achievements on the chase sets, you lose the cards, the physical cards. They go away. That's right. Yeah, and it's, right. it's one of the only sets that does that when you're actually like redeeming them for something. Um, so it used to be on EPAC that if you combined, you lost the stuff that you do. Generally speaking, this is the rule of thumb for EPAC. Combine, you lose the cards that you're combining for. So uh, redeem, you usually keep the cards that you're redeeming, but they're just marked with a little red R in the corner on the on the system. Oh, interesting. But Doctor Strange is one of the earliest sets they had on there. So I, I, they, the mechanic works slightly different. So if you if you collect all 15 of the Behind the Lens or the Sanctum Stars or whatever it is, and some of them are, you know, are tougher pulls. I know it was a cheaper product, but they're still tougher pulls. Um, right. You lose them. And she, she came back to me. She was like, she was like oh, I wish I'd known that. And I said, if I'd known you were going to try that, I'd have said, just go and buy them on Comsec, seriously. So I just said, All right, I've just gone in, bought some more packs, just just have 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 them. So I just gave them, gave her all of the chase that I had from that, oh, wow. you know, that latest blurt. Because I was like, you can just use any extras there to go and trade for the ones you got. And I think she's still just a few short. She posted on MCW today. Um, I'm hoping that that people will hook her up because you know there's plenty of them out there. But um, but yeah, you know, just just kind of you know help people out where you can. You know, I've had plenty of people throw me favors um, on EPAC. Yeah. You know, when I can, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Um, Andrew. Um, Servi, Jervy, I'm sorry, Andrew. Second time in an episode. I bet you'll say no. He won't send me that card now. You wait. Um, check your partner's wish list on EPAC. It's a great yes. place to start when initiating a trade. Yes, I absolutely won't. I, I'm one of the people who won't just throw a Hail Mary. I will actually check someone's wish list. Mm-hmm. I'll very mm-hmm. rarely. The only the only difference is if if it's a if if what I've got is a dupe and what I want from them is a dupe, I'll put a comment like, "Would you mind trading dupes?" Yes, because that way you know they've still got like the value in that collateral card to trade mm-hmm. on. Um, but very rarely will I initiate an EPAC trade without me having something on their wish list, and that's 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 yeah. Well, so I usually then put an advert onto the forum to say I've got this. Anyone? Uh, want it but yeah um so Smart. i think that's a really um good good thing to do um dennis dennis goad wrote a long one actually I'll, I'll i'll go through it as quickly as possible one that both parties walk away from happy one that after you initiate it the person counters with a fair not lopsided offer <laughs> one that gives you a card you've been chasing for a long time one that you're able to get a person a card they've needed for a long time. That's nice. Oh. One that can be considered not in your favour if it gets a fellow collector some cards they will appreciate. One that dot, dot, dot. There isn't just one form of a good trade. I've had a lot of good trades, but have some had have had some bad ones as well. Ones that are in order for me to make an achievement. The, per, the person on EPAC held me over the fire. And yeah. I had to give them the Queen's jewels and they knew it. Those people will never, ever get another trade from me again. Yeah, those people never do well. Like in all so, seriousness, people who had screw people over like that and have them over a barrel, Well, like no one deals yeah. with them again. You yeah. get a bad reputation from that. That's the thing. Well, that is a fine line because, you know, previously I've talked about, you know, you can level up when you buy stuff in that sweet spot of a release when people are chasing mm. the achievements. Mm-hmm. But I... I but the way I justify it to myself is that I don't send those trades to those people yeah, no and ask way. for loads. I just say, I've got this. 
you know, or even, even to be honest with you, when it, when it's that feral in the first twenty four hours of the release, and there's a limited, you get contacted. Number, yeah, people just hit you up, and you'll find you, you'll you'll go to bed, and you'll wake up with six trade offers, and you just get to take your pick. Um, yeah. and they're choosing to give you more because they want to get to that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there, yeah. there is a there is a there is a different uh, thing there. No, there are people um, who seek you out, and and like as character collectors too. That's one of the biggest issues I always have is that. Yeah. People will, I can't tell you how many people have gotten APs with surfers to try to trade me or sell them off to me with no luck at all. Yeah. Or like try to like block me on certain cards just because they knew I would want it for whatever reason. Like it just happens with character collectors more often because they're easy targets. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the truth is that those people they just don't have a lot of people trading with them and and they're just not looked at very mm-hmm. kindly mm-hmm. it ruins their reputation it really it really does i think so i think so makes it hard for them um paolo rafael apologies if i murdered your first name paolo i'll do it again um personally creating a great relationship with the person makes a great trade both parties get to know what they like also makes it easier to help each other out good communication between both parties is key again back to the communication best parties you also make a friend along the way this has been my experience from pretty much all my successful trades which leads me on to emily Voorhees. emily's great yes and this 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 kind of sums it up for me I love the trades that turn into friendships. Yep. Um, and yeah, loads of people have liked that. In fact, that's got the most likes of any of the comments. It's um, a brilliant one. It's it, yeah, and ultimately that that that's what it is. You know, Jason Clark. If you both end up with collection pieces again, perfect. Um, Agreed. And um, uh, Justin Underwood, spotted you. Both parties are well informed, operating in their own best interest without undue, undue influence. Um, divorce, job loss, serious FOMO. Both parties aren't concerned with max possible value, but fair, most probable value for each card. Simply put, mm-hmm. both parties are happy and whole at the end of the trade. Um, Agreed. Um, and I'm going to finish with a story because I think everyone's singing from the same, same hymn sheet here. But it, I yeah, 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 really yeah, yeah. Conversation sure. to, to, to have. Uh, I'm going to finish with Michael Spiner or Spina. Um, agree with all of the but all all of the above. But my quick story is I was working on finishing ninety five masterpieces base set. Gentleman responded to my post saying he had a few of my needs. We started chatting on Messenger to work out details. He then tells me he reached out to someone he knew and found the last few I needed. Went above and beyond to help me complete the set. One of the best things about this community and the great people in it reminds me of the days of putting cards in my backpack as a kid to trade at lunch. Now we do it online mail, but the thrill and the love of the good trade is alive and well. Very true. So, yeah. I I love it. I'm going to kind of... I mean, there are some other comments. Apologies if we didn't read yours out. Thank you to everyone who pitched in on that. And I'm sure those posts will carry on getting some um, uh, uh, attraction at... um, traction as well um on that vein i as i i don't often do this but i am going to give a little shout out now oh, i've had a trade i've had a trade on epac while well, we've been in the talking. middle of our trade podcast oh now this young man right i'll get well he's going to get a shout out in a moment as well but the first shout out is going to be to dennis goad um and he, he actually commented on, on one of these trade posts he hit me up um earlier in the week I um, 
Flare 2019 is becoming a bit of a sought-after product. People are finally catching on to some of the elements of it. Remember at the time, really we nice. were like, yeah, 2019. Remember at the time, when, it, when it first came out, we were a bit like, eh? We didn't quite yeah. get it. And then EPAC happened. And mm-hmm. it was an iPad for a fair amount of time, not a, not a long amount of time, but for a fair amount of time. And you gradually started to see that everyone was collecting it in a different way. And I think yeah. that was the beautiful thing about it. Everyone was kind mm-hmm. of going at it and gradually becoming more enamored with different aspects of it. And then some of the detail and how difficult some of the aspects of the set were came came through, like the um, the power blast being difficult, different in the physical product. Mm-hmm to the EPAC yes. product. To this day, I think those power blast physicals are probably one of the toughest chases in the hobby full stop. <laughs> wow. Um, um, yeah, getting a set of those because it's not a small set. Um, and I realised that I, I there was elements of the set that I'd never kind of pivoted back round to, to get because I dropped flair like a, like a, uh, like a cheap date in my 20s when I saw the next big thing come around the corner, which was Marvel 80th. And I went in for that big and I, I used remember. a lot of my Flair SSP and SP stuff to trade for a um, Marvel 80th because um, it just caught my imagination. Um, and that was in the days when I was overspending as well. But even then I had <laughs> limits as to how much yeah. I could overspend. So I couldn't do both at the same time. So I never went back and finished some elements of Flair that I dropped. And one of them was the Through the Ages. You know, the coppers and the bronze. Yes, um, and I just thought, you know what? I quite like the look of those coppers. And um, so I went in, I grabbed a couple, and I said, I, 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 I think he, I read somewhere I'd commented that I was going back in for them, and he just had loads of dupes, and he just sent them to me. Wow. I only, I only had two cards on, on his wish list, and I was like, I, mate, you know, I what else do you need? You know, I can hook this up, I can buy them. And he's like, oh, don't you just have them, just pay it forward. So a uh, really sweet guy. So thank you for that, Dennis. And then while we've been on air, I, so, you know, my daughter, Molly Rose, she's getting into her cards. She's getting into her cards. She's got a little, little binder awesome. downstairs with, um, she's got one of those ones that comes with the sleeves kind of in it already. Um, wow. And she's been going through my dupes box, pulling out all the female characters. So she's really into Black Widow. She Good loves Spider Gwen. Oh my goodness, she loves Spider Gwen because she's been Spider watching. Spider Gwen is Spidey. awesome. Yeah, she's been watching that Spidey Friends cartoon. Yes, it's on Good for uh, Disney Plus, and she's done the whole season. Like she's she's in her second watch of the whole season because I think they've only made. Wow, um, she's loving it. Um, so she's really into Ms. Marvel. She likes Hulk. There's a female Doctor Octopus in that series as well. Uh, wow. They're all quite. They're all kind of really softer. They they kind of taken the edges off all the villains so they're kind of like they're just a bit cheeky rather than actually just downright evil um but that's, anyway that's she loves her, she that's loves a spider gwen she loves um a little bit of jean gray as long as she doesn't look too scary um she took a look at Thanos. she said oh that's a bit creepy and she carried on going she didn't want that one um so she's got, yeah, she's got her head screwed on anyway so she kind of on a saturday when we have daddy saturdays i come up and i take my picture for the daily masterpieces and she, I often say, do you want to come up and, and choose? And now she's really into it. Before it was like she'd come up just because she didn't want to be on her own downstairs. I'm only up here for a few minutes, but she's a kid. You know, she doesn't want to be on her own. Um, so she comes up with me and now she goes in and her go-to is 2016 Joe Jusco. 
It has good she, taste. She, she, she really, really digs the female characters in that set. Apple doesn't far from from the tree. She, she doesn't, and you know, Joe's but Joe's colors are really vibrant. They're really yeah, clean. They are. The, the, yeah, the yeah, female yeah. heroes look like heroes. Even the villains, yeah. like you know, they look. It's a bright, colorful palette. It's a really right. engaging, you know, lovely. Um, of the original stuff, yeah, yeah, and she um and she went in yesterday and she was like Kitty Pride. You know, and she she kind of like she kind of digs. She says, yeah, she doesn't have a clue why. She kind of digs the fact there's a dragon in the mix as well. Lock, hell yeah, lockjaw, so baby. Uh, is it lock? No, lockjaw's no. the dog, the black dog from the, the humans. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lockheed is the dragon. Lockheed, Lockheed. <laughs> That's it. Lockheed, um, Lockheed, and. Um, but yeah, she Lucky. she just kind of digs the fact that she's got a dragon with her as well. She has two for the price of one from her point of view. She gets two two fun characters. So she right. chose that yesterday. And, and and as always, she puts a picture of her with a card and a really cheeky grin. And I share that with it. Um and oh. um and some uh lovely guy on group, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, Bruce, Bruce, that's it. Um said, Oh, um if you want if you want a copy for her, I've got one on EPAC. So it's just sent to me. Which is really sweet. So I'll get that shipped with um with my next EPAC shipment, which I'll be having shipped to my friends in America so I can pick it up and bring it back through customs myself. Anything to declare, sir, as I come in back through customs? Damn right I have. And I'll hide that in my luggage. Um and yeah, Molly Rose will have a Joe Disco gold foil signature kitty prize, and she will absolutely treasure it. So thank you, Bruce. That's a stunning card. It's getting the new generation involved. Just That's include the way to do it. Just include them in the fun of it. And you know, I love it. They're in. I'm so glad she's a fan of those. That's she is. awesome. She is. The thing is, you know what Molly Rose is doing now? It's what we say every week, Norrin. I mean, she's enjoying collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash MCCP. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting.